Welcome to the podcast about nothing in particular. Where we bring words from our mouth holes to your ear holes. We're back. Season two. two. We didn't even finish <laughs> season one, but yeah. yet here we are for season two. Welcome back, you listeners. Welcome back. Um, where we left off is an episode with Richard Beaven. And I actually did that podcast with Jacob Spencer. And you yep. were you were out of town? Where I was were at you? Home. I don't know where I was at. You weren't in town. Because obviously you've been in the podcast. Jacob filled it. I must have been home. My hometown. Yeah, yeah, I think you were in North Carolina. At a wedding or something. It's oh, been, it's yeah, been, I was at Bruce's wedding. No, no, no. It wasn't that... No, it was long, long time, way before that. No, you were gone at someone else's wedding or you were visiting for some reason. That was way, that was way over a year ago. It's been way over a year since we recorded anything. Yeah. But here we are, back again. Season two. Back in action. Last season, we said we were going to do like 12 episodes. How many did we do? Nine? We did nine, and then I re- deleted one of them. You deleted one. <laughs> I deleted one of them because it was too embarrassing. So we did like eight. Where are we at? Let's talk about um what what has happened since since the last podcast. Last podcast, last time we released an episode, we lived together. We lived together in a studio apartment. Yeah, live in studio apartment. Yeah. But now we're not live in studio apartment. Now we're live in the house I live in. Yeah. I we upgraded, man. We lived in a 500 square foot apartment, and now you live yeah, in an apartment. I live in a yeah, a bigger apartment. A bigger apartment. I live in a house. You live in a house. Two bedroom house. I'm jealous of the house. I mean, you just anybody. You can go. You anybody. just got a backyard. Anybody bro. can rent one. No, I have a backyard. Is nice. I just want a backyard. That's all I want. So I can garden and. You fr- come. You're fr- you feel free to come to my house. To I garden. can. I can use the bathroom in the backyard if I need to. And- well, I don't know about. Th- I mean, I can't do the. I can't use the bathroom. But yeah, my you, get, you need a taller fence for that. I don't have a privacy fence. But your so, dogs can. So we just want to come back. We want to say hi. Thank you for listening. Life update. Everyone yeah. who unsubscribed, resubscribe. We're gonna give you some life updates. What? So what were your what were your favorite episodes from from last season? Uh, Doctor Fox was a favorite. Uh, He's a fan favorite. As man. always, he's a fan favorite. We don't have fans, but he has fans. That was a two-episode podcast, too. Our fans come and go like pennies on the street. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had fans. My mom listens. Does your mom listen? Uh, She doesn't even know about them, I don't think. No. <laughs> I don't think so. She doesn't even know about the podcast. That's I have to tell her about right them. She will. If I tell her about them, she'll, she'll listen to them 100 times. Yeah, because we're on Apple Podcasts, which if she doesn't have an iPhone. She just got an iPhone. There you go. But we're also on... Um, Whatever our hosting site is. SoundCloud. Hear that, everyone? I live in a bad neighborhood. Nah, I'm joking. It's too busy road. My favorite episode was... Hmm, what was mine? I mean, I love the one with with Dr. Fox. I love that guy. Yeah. But I also like the one with Richard <clears throat> Beaven because he brought, brought a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Did you listen he to that He brought a lot one? of knowledge to you. I, yeah, I did. That was a good one. Life update. Adam, what's new with you, man? It's been well over a year since we recorded our last podcast. Well, I feel a lot better mentally, spiritually, I think, as a person. I was a pretty dark place a year and a half ago. 
as far as like I don't know, sad and depressed. Not I don't know if it was like sad depression was like lack of motivation depression. It was just like I had no motivation to to do anything. I think that is part of depression. So some yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, I don't regret going through it though. I learned a lot of things about myself. I yeah. learned things about other people and the world and and ideologies that I held on to that weren't necessarily true. So, um, so I'm not completely whole yet. I guess I probably won't ever be, but I'm in a better place than I was. That's for good. Sure. Um, I got married. So before we before we talk about that, yeah. On the depression thing. Yeah. So what are what are some, I guess, tips for people who are who are going through similar times? Just from, you know, you had the experience, you you felt that. What are some tips you have for people? Or what are some advice you can give people who are who are dealing with depression or lack of motivation or apathy, whatever you want to call it? Luckily enough, I was surrounded by people who cared about me. Um, and kept me going, kept pushing me, even though I didn't want to be pushed. Um, Betsy was a big factor in that, my wife. Um, and she knew how to push and when to push and not, and how much to push and when not to push so hard. Um, I had to kind of be vocal about that though. Like, stop pushing me. I'm, you know, I don't know. I was very like... Just cold, cold person. Yeah, so I mean, so I think what you're saying is if having a community of people who care about you and love you is important. Yeah, that's, um, and you don't really have any control of that. There's no way that you're going to have control of doing, of, I'm, okay, today I'm going to, over this year I'm going to make sure I surround myself with people who love me. I mean, you can do that, but when you're in the moment and it just happens, it comes upon you, um, you get in this slump of darkness, then it just, these people were just there because of probably God, a divine, his divine direction of the people around you in your life and stuff. So, um, oddly enough, I abandoned God pretty, pretty completely, like complete skeptic. Um, I wasn't very vocal about it. Um, like directly, you could probably, if I would say some stuff, you'd be like, uh, why do they think that? Um, but, um, and oddly enough, this is, it's going to sound weird, but I don't regret doing that also because it led me to where I am today and it brought a new perspective on God. So I think maybe God allowed that to happen for my benefit so I could see him differently. Yeah. So that you say sense. your relationship with God is stronger now because of going through that. It's it's definitely I think I I have a better understanding, a better a different view of God, which in turn can help benefit others through my testimony, I guess. Yeah, you've been there, you can help people who are going through it. I can relate to people that have been there. I can, you know, on both sides of the coin, the maybe atheistic coin, I can I can see that. I can see their, their pattern of thinking, you know. Right. I, I can understand to certain to a certain extent. Not everyone's different, but I, I you know, it's like a, a club, I guess. 
Right. If okay, that makes yeah. sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, you were on the verge or... I've been on the you basketball were there team. Where I've you been were, on the, yeah, yeah, I can speak that lingo. I know what you're thinking, how uh, you're yeah. feeling. Yeah, I used to think that. Yeah. I know what you're feeling going through. Yeah, I mean... But here's who I am now. Let me offer some advice yeah. or some some insight. And that's not wisdom. to put make light of the situations that people go through. It's just... I don't know. It's just my my experience, and I think it was good, a good thing for me to go through. Yeah, I think. No, I think you're a lot more joyous now, for sure. Yeah, than I was. Yeah. Um. So married, you're married now. Married now. How many months? Almost a year. Almost a year next month. So, marriage life. No one knows this, and we're releasing this information first, exclusive on the podcast. Adam and Betsy. Are pregnant with twins. No. <laughs> one boy, one girl. No, we're not. We're not pregnant. I mean, I have I have the cards in front. I have the paper in front of me. You telling me the paper is lying? I mean, I wrote you're this. Trying to, you're trying to pull information from me. <laughs> no, he's he's not, not. He's not married. We won't. <laughs> we're I, not mean, married. I mean, he's not pregnant. Yeah, we're not married. No, uh, yeah, we're not pregnant. Definitely not. We won't won't be for who knows how long. You can't control it. Don't. It's up to God. New job. You worked at My Spec. My new job? You worked at Spec. For over a year. A One year the, and two literally, months. Literally, I don't know if anyone has ever worked in the like boys' home industry. I did it for six months. One of the hardest jobs ever. I loved it. and I, It was one of the hardest jobs for me to leave. Me personally, my house with the kids I was in. Um, it was one of the hardest jobs for me to leave. And... But you actually had a harder experience because you had more boys in a home kind of with, with different issues. Obviously, you can't go into the issues they had. But how was that? I mean, how was that? I mean, everyone who's anyone's listening to the podcast, um, that job has come and gone since the podcast has last been recorded. And then you started a new job like a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. So, so how was working? I mean, how was working at the boys home? It was one of the hardest, most stressful environments I've ever been in. Right. I mean, seriously, if you think about if you think about, um, a, if you put yourself in someone's shoes who's in a poverty community, really poverty, or and everything that it entails there, maybe not the gun shooting, but the chaos, the just the brokenness overall. It's like each boy carries part of that to the, with them into that house because. They come from a broken family. Right. They have... They have Or no family at all. Right. They have traumas. They've been... I mean, we can't go into details, but the stories I know of abuse, yeah. it's sickening. I mean, these kids did nothing wrong. And now they have all these psychological issues and, and behavior issues and traumas because they were abused and, and, and mistreated. Yeah. And now they... It's a never Now cycle. they abuse and mistreat people. Yeah. And it's you know, healthcare, healthcare, and um, therapy in the system can only do so much. I mean, it's limited. There's so many boys that you have to that they have to, and so many kids in general that they have to see and work with. It's hard to get that uh, like one-on-one treatment that they need. Working with kids is hard. Working with kids with trauma is so much harder. Bravo to you for doing it a year. Your heart has to be the size of the moon to do that job. Like yeah. for. Can, to make that your vocation, 
like being on the floor with the boys, not being in the office administration and running the show and all that. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but to be on the floor with the boys for 15, 30 years. Yeah. And you got different boys coming in all the time. I mean, you've been hit. I've been hit multiple times. I've been sp- yeah. spit in the face multiple times. <laughs> That's crazy. Can't I, tell me. I can't tell you how many times I've been I cussed out. I got kicked and cu- Yeah, I mean, you get cussed out every day pretty much. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, you got to be nice to the boys. They got traumas and triggers, all that. Anyway, it's a, th- that could be a whole podcast in itself, which maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll find a counselor or something and, and we'll talk to them about it. But uh, moving on, anything else you want to say about your life update? I mean... You got a new job. Doing yeah, new job. Care. That's right. Doing tree tree care. You're outside most, pretty most, much every day. Every day, yeah. I mean, it's a hard physically. It's a hard job. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's hard, um, but it's rewarding. I've you know I feel, you know, early in the morning I get off, uh, yeah, five thirty, whatever, most of the time. I do four ten ten hour days Tuesday through Friday. I'm off, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So. Um. I feel, I feel like I'm getting in shape. Uh, I mean, you guys can't see him right now, but it looks amazing. I mean, you'd wish you were married to him. You would. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a rewarding job. Uh, I've only been there for three, three or four weeks, so. But it's, um, I like it. Wonderful. I enjoy it. That's great. But your life update, what's going on with you? Uh, so I, I can't remember where I left off in the podcast, but I work in communications at a at a uh, denomination called the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, denomination we're both a part of. Um, I was not a part of that denomination growing up, only until after I graduated is when I technically joined, um, but went to a IPHC school. Yeah, so I do that. I've I've worked there for over a year now. Started that in January 2019. Um, Since working there, I mean, that I feel like that place changes a lot quite a bit too. People leave, people come. I I got a new boss. Um, So, I mean, that that was, you know, uh, something new. Um, yeah. Oh, one, one thing, one thing that's new with me and I can't go into all the details, but I've been a foster dad for a couple months. I'm a foster dad. A lot of people, when they hear I'm a foster dad, they're like, okay, um, you're single, but you're a foster dad. So I'm a, but just quickly, I'm gonna talk about being a foster parent. Um, I'm a foster parent being a single person. You can be a foster parent. Yep. You got to go through a lot of classes, a lot of training. I'm actually becoming a therapeutic foster parent. Um, so you got traditional foster care, therapeutic, there's some other foster cares. Um, fostered two kids. So I'm, I'm a new foster parent. I haven't gotten to the nitty gritty of all the, you know, being a foster parent long term. You know, I do, you know, I do have structure. You know, I do set boundaries and rules. It's not, they're all just not running over the place, you know. They're not playing video games 24-7. I'm helping, helping them try to engage and, you know, engage their mind in different ways and do things. But when you're doing it for a short term, depending on the kid, it's what they call the honeymoon phase, which, of course, you know, when the honeymoon phase, you had that experience. New kid coming to the house at the boys' home. They're good for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and then you start seeing all the attributes that they struggle with. The second kid, I saw that a little bit quicker but it was not anything dramatic. Now, if I would have had those kids long-term, which is a reason that I didn't keep them long-term, um, which I'll go into in detail possibly later down the road. Yeah. Can't go into that right now. But when you have them short-term, it's, it's, it's dramatically easier. It's the weekend. They're not going to school. You know, They're not doing homework and all that. You're pretty much just 
almost being like a big brother, hanging out, having a good time, you know, with structure, with rules, within reason. You're not doing anything too crazy, but you know, you're hanging out, you're getting to know them. And by the time you really get to know them is about probably the time they're leaving. So usually it was, it's been like a Friday to Monday, like Monday night at the latest. Um, but that's good. I'm glad I took those kids in. Great kids. I remember them. I enjoyed their their company, and I, hopefully I made a positive impact in their lives um, because obviously they don't have a lot of positive influences in their lives if they end up in foster care. Um, they're dealing with stuff. They're going through all this craziness, but we had a good time. Yeah. Love those kids. Praying for them. Ho- hopefully, you know, things work out in the future. And kudos to you for, for having a heart to do that. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, work, so working at the boys' home, it really opened my eyes to yeah. that entire world. Yeah. I didn't even know about that world existed. You heard, I mean, of course I heard about foster care. I heard that there are things like that going on. But until you see it firsthand, you meet these kids, you realize, okay, I need to do something about this. And that's what I feel like. I feel like God laid something on my heart. Yeah. And to be obedient to him and to have the resources to do it, I have to do it. God, I feel like God has called me to be a foster parent and I can't wait to share what he does in the future because it's a really long story that I can't share right now, but I, it, the story's not even over. It's not even close to being over, but it's already long. It's going to get longer, but I believe God's going to get the glory in the end and I, I just can't wait to share all that. Um, I guess the last thing with me, so I'm still working. I'm working from home. I'm actually in my bedroom right now where my desk is. It's a fold-up table. I'm loving working from home personally. I've been trying to work from home for a while now. It just took a worldwide pandemic to get me to work from home. You're still able to do tree work. Oddly enough, yeah, people still want their trees to be cut yeah. down and trimmed and It's so whatever. crazy. Other different types of I mean, of we're work. blessed, dude. We're super blessed that we're able to keep working. If you're listening to this and you're not able to work, we're so sorry. We're praying for you. Hopefully things pick up. Yeah. But I can't imagine if you work, man. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if you need some money, hit me up. Like uh, if you're if you're struggling that bad. If you need money, hit Adam up. Use if my you need Instagram. money, then uh, I, I don't have anything to give you. My, I'm paying off debt. Check out my Instagram. Check him out. Mickey Voyance. We'll put that in the show notes. If you need money, Mickey Voyance is willing to give you some. He didn't say how much. Maybe it's a dollar. Maybe it's a quarter. He'll do whatever he can to help you. Yeah, I'll do whatever. I'll buy you lunch. I don't know. I'll help you out. I got tons I got, of clothes to you. I got I got toilet paper if you need some. I got plenty of toilet paper. I get toilet paper. It feels like me, life hasn't changed that much. Yeah. Besides working for I know for my mom and grandma, it's changed a lot. Um and oh, also really? my dad. Yeah. My mom and grandma can't go out anywhere. They're on lockdown. North Carolina's pretty much locked North down. North Carolina is more locked down for sure. Yeah, they're they have um I believe National Guard in Raleigh. No. In Durham, Do they really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's they're, what, that's like what they're making sure you me. can't go out? Yeah, where you like have a curfew or something. I don't know. No way. Yeah. I gotta look into that more. That's crazy. But well yeah, you're so I out. actually your grandma your grandma is I mean she's old. She's eighty seven. She's old. Yeah. I mean, I love your grandma. She hates it. She hates it. She's, she's like a social person. Yeah, she's very social. But and like she, my mom is, is like struggling and trying to keep her in the house. Yeah, but she needs to stay in. Like, okay, she has so to stay in. My mom can't go anywhere either because she's staying with her. Right. You know? Taking care of her. And then if she yeah, brings it back, then I mean, it could detrimentally. Because I mean, well, we all, everyone knows this by now that the elderly are the most susceptible to the virus. Yeah. And babies. Ba- I don't think babies, though. I haven't heard much things about babies. 
I know my so yeah. so that's your personal like your personal story is that you have family. Yeah. I don't have and my dad's a truck driver. I don't driver, have any older family. So you know he's they, he's he, they've been working him hard. So you got one part of your family who can't do anything, and you got one part of your family who's doing, doing too the, much. Doing they yeah they got him going hard. So for me, life hasn't changed that much. Besides, I don't. I mean, I still help with church recording the podcast or recording the sermon. Um, most of my days stayed home. Anyways, chill at home. It's good you don't have any worries, really. I don't have close my, worries. I don't have any close worries. I do. My mom is a nurse. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably my biggest worry. Yeah. Her being taken care of. Her, I mean, she's taking care of other people. It hurts me to not be able to see her spend time with my nieces close. She can't hug them or touch them or be close to them because she's working in the medical field. She's probably come. She probably has come in contact with the virus. She might have. It. Who knows? I mean, hopefully not. Two to 14 days is when the symptoms yeah. start. So. Uh, it hurts me to be able to see her not get close to them. That that's terrible. That sucks. Um, but that's pretty much my only thing. Um, but as far as personal stuff, that's the only one for me. Um, so I mean, everyone's everyone's saying the same thing. I don't think we. I think the only thing we can add to the conversation is personal stories. I don't have advice to give. I don't have like everything you could already knows in the news. So guys, thanks so much so much for listening um to all of all of you guys out there um we appreciate your time i hope you enjoyed it got some insight out of it maybe yeah. a few laughs yeah um so we just want to get back on get back in the rhythm of doing this the reason we honestly didn't do the podcast for a long time is because you i mean adam had a crazy schedule and he literally just did not have time for it with his work schedule i mean it was a lot so which no fault to that i mean he had to do what he had to do to take care of those boys and his family and all that but we're back we're doing it yep so to all you people out there being people all you humans being humans keep on keeping on all right that's it from yeah all right we're done bye